We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris, and we have our second interactive tasting room episode for you fine folks out there. Yeah, boy. There are not one, not two, not three, not four, but five LeBron James champion. I mean, beers in front of us <laughs> that we will be drinking along with you. We got these all at Market of Choice on Belmont. On Belmont. I went to the Belmont. That's the easiest one for me. I almost contemplated going out into the burbs. Into my like neck, into of your neck of the woods. Neck of the woods. Just... Just for funsies, but I grabbed these and every single one of them on the bottom said new product. Yes. So uh, I thought that would be hopefully, in theory, the buyers at all the market of choices would have gravitated towards these. I was at my market of choice on Saturday after you already purchased these beers. I didn't check exclusively to see if they were all there, but I was keeping an eye to see where the new product labels were and they're all over the place. So you should be able to find at least a couple of these, but you know, if you go to the one on Belmont, you should be able to find all of them unless they've sold out by the time you listen. So the whole point with this is we were doing tasting room, tasting room episodes and we were like, this is fun for us, but you guys are just listening now. If you want to go buy the beers, you can drink them along with us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and tasting note them along with us. And then you can DM us on, on Instagram uh, at Beers on Us, and you can let us know what you think, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And I was, you know, having some beers with some friends at Cerveza the other day and looked in the bottle shop, and I saw at least three of these on the shelf there. So that makes me think a lot of these beers, if you don't find them in Market of Choice, you might be able to hit your local bottle shop and see some. That's good to know. I think we picked Market of Choice because they have interesting options, but also because there's multiple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, more interesting options than, say, a New Seasons, in, in my opinion, at least. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can find these anywhere else, feel free and uh, drink them along with us. You can find the podcasts, most places you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, TendingToTheFan.com, Radio.com app. And uh, you can find us on Instagram.com slash beers on us. I am at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, and Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Instagram. Um, before we dive into these beers, although you might want to pour the first one if, you know, we've got five beers in front of us, so we might want to start drinking it a little bit uh, early in the episode. Okay. Uh, what are we, what are we pouring? Uh, we're going to start first with The Fizz, an all Colorado Keller Pilsner from Our Mutual Friend. We have done an Our Mutual Friend in the past, have we not? I think so. And we have both been to Our Mutual Friend as yeah, well. Looking at the it's the Time Zero. It's the Time Zero. West yep. Coast IPA. We did an IPA from them that kind of drank a little more like a double IPA, if I remember correctly. It was a little maltier than a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we, I grabbed this because I saw Our Mutual Friend. 
We've both been there, as you said, yes. and I thought it would be fun. Plus, honestly, there weren't a whole lot of new lager selections. And in doing the interactive tasting room, I'm always trying to find you the know, various variety. styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and I think it's good to start with a lager. So while we sip on this, we'll uh, tell you about our week in beer. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I will start with this because I haven't actually announced it on the podcast, although I've teased around it a little bit. And it's now been talked about on the air. It's out there. Uh, I'm now divorced. So oh, yeah. uh, we have not talked about that. We've been separated since February. So it's been about seven months for me. Um, there was some talk about maybe reconciling between the two of us, and it just didn't really pan out that way. Uh, so part of my week in beer is uh, I went on a date. Ooh-wee! It was actually a second date. Um, so What's that like? <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> my uh, my week in beer included having one of the Hill Farmstead porters that the messenger uh, gave to me. Mm-hmm. It was delightful. Awesome. Uh, That's I good to hear, especially because we weren't super fans of with the, the, Mary. the Pilsner. Yep. Um, I hadn't really been drinking a ton of porters recently. I mean, I have the Blackbeard Porter in the fridge right now, mm-hmm. but outside of that, I haven't really been delving into the style too much. We've talked about it. it's an untapped market. It is. Um, <laughs> it's dominated by one beer right now, and it's the <laughs> most popular beer at the brewery. Uh, it, it was great. It was a really, really, really solid porter. Uh, I didn't have a ton of like, or at least I don't remember a ton of my tasting notes from it, but I just remember being like, wow, this is really good. I really enjoy this. Do you remember if the body was a little more lagery or a little more ale I think it was a little more lagery. Cool. I think it had a little bit more of like the bready cool. character to it cool, in the middle. Cool, because porters dance in between, kind of yeah. in that land. So I'm always curious I have when people, w- like if I have a black bee porter, that's definitely more ale to yes. me than I, lager. I have one more, uh, so I'll let you know when I drink cool. it. I'll, I'll try to think more uh, detail-based when I drink it instead of just like, ooh, beer. Glug, 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 That was great. Smash it. Throw away. What's next? What was next was the Sun River Dekine Fresh Hop Mosaic. Which I liked better than their Fresh Hop Strata. Which is so fun. Uh, last year, we li- we liked the Dekine a lot as well. Mm-hmm. This was great. It was I, a great Fresh Hop beer. I can't remember. Is is uh, is that beer only Fresh Hop, or have they made it without Fresh Hops? I don't know. I, I recognize the name, Yeah, but I don't know if it was only because we had it Fresh Hop last year, too. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so I had that, and I had a couple of other beers. I did try the Giuseppe Warlock, the Von Ebert Breakside collab. Mm-hmm. It was good, but it was not as good as I thought it was going to be. I like double IPAs a lot. It just wasn't really hitting the spot for me. There's no off flavors or anything. It just yeah. kind of, I just, I drank it and I was like, oh, okay. Not like, whoa, what a great collab. And, that's and I was fun. like, oh, all right, that's a beer. That's funny because I really liked that beer. I thought it was nice, but you're more of a double IPA drinker than I am. So maybe so, that's why. Yeah, I'm looking so maybe, for different things. Yeah, you're looking for different things and maybe it just didn't hit those things to where... You know, a lot of the things I don't like about double IPAs are not as present in that beer, which mm. is probably why I'm like, gimme, 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 gimme. Uh, and then I went to Chicha in Salem. I said I would save it to go with you, but um, you it's know, all right. Things happen. Things happen. Uh, this was a, a second date for me and, uh, and a girl that I guess I'm now seeing. Mm. I mean, we're taking it slow, but you know, it's uh, it's been very, very nice so far. And she lives down near Salem, so I was like, "Oh, I really want to go try Chicha, and uh, and, and let's go there." The beer was still fantastic. That's awesome. I think it was called their fifty fifty pale or something like that. It was a pale ale made with hatch green chilies. See, I'm really into that, especially oh, pairing with food. Oh my god, it blew me away. It, I didn't expect any of the flavors that were in it to be in it, and it was so good. I also had their chocolate milk stout, which was delightful as well. Um, and the food was great, uh, shared some, I think it was like some croquetas as an appetizer, a little fried chorizo and cheese balls. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I had a pork belly taco main dish. They weren't tacos, but it was kind of similar to that. Really good, high quality food. That's awesome. High quality Mexican food, really good beer, cool spot, kind of tucked away in a random place you would probably never go to in between a bunch of warehouses, very brewery-esque, but it was kind of off the beaten path a little bit, but it was a ton of fun. And uh, cool spot, and I definitely plan on going back. That's awesome. And we'll have to go for the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. You were saying that they're even going to start doing some some chef's table type stuff. Yeah, they said starting in 2021-ish, like early 2021, keep an eye on their social media pages. They're going to do off-the-menu chef's menu beer pairing nights. That sounds... Which sounds choice. Everything I want to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, my weekend beer is pretty simple. Um, I didn't, you know, I've been kind of... I'm in week two of my sabbatical, and uh, so I've been kind of just laying low a little bit. Um, I've been to Grains a couple times, no shock there. I should probably, I can probably lay that to bed that there's a good chance I've been there at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped, I had a Shadow Shinobi at Lewitt, um, just kind of their house flagship IPA. We had that when we were there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Formerly known as Shadow Ninja, one of my favorite Vancouver beers over the last, I don't know, 10 years that I've been back in the in the in the area uh, and it was delicious it was maybe one of the best shadows i've i've ever had i thought the malt profile had been dialed back a little bit the hop aggression was a little more forward um i thought it was really really delicious last beer i had from them was their mount st helens or mount st helis yeah really good yeah yeah i think that's a solid brewery i you know they they i think they have some crazier off the beaten path stuff that people could really really get into um but I think at the end of the day, they're just kind of really solid, and I've I've really enjoyed that. Um, I had a a West Coast IPA from Crown and Hops, which is a new brewery out of Inglewood, California, um, all owned by uh, Black people, okay. which I thought was pretty cool to give some give a little love and support there. It was great. It was delicious. It had that. It had that. Southern California kind of vibe to it in the sense of there was great hop character, but the body was a little thinner. Um, which isn't my favorite, so to say, that California style. I like a little more body as we yeah. do in the Northwest. Um, but I thought it was really good, and it was good good marketing, good labeling on the can, and uh, I, I found that really delicious. Cool. Uh, some other fun things, Week in Beer. I just thought we'd like to short, uh, shout out on this stuff. Um, the 2020 Fresh Hop Medal winners for the Oregon Brewers uh, the Oregon Brew Award, Oregon Beer Awards, excuse me, uh, were announced. They taste these during fresh hop season, and they usually announce them. I forget that they did this. Yeah, yeah, and then they usually announce them, and it's kind of a little thing to kind of get razzed about um, about OBAs, which is going to be super weird this year, because um, I imagine it will be all virtual slash nothing happening right. sort of thing. Of course, sadly. Yeah, and... Uh, at least you, know, you could do it before COVID started this year. Didn't that happen right like It right was before? like the last cool thing I did before COVID, <laughs> which I'm glad because it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know, and similar to GABF, which is going to be announced at the end of this week, I believe awards are on Saturday night. So maybe next week. I'm going to be out of town, but I'm going to call in and we're going to do a little quick hit. Uh, maybe we can talk a little real quick GABF winners. Sure. Uh, But here you go. There are three categories. There's the hazy IPA or pale ale category. There is the American IPA and pale ale category. And then there is the other fresh hop beer category. Okay. Uh, And for the hazies, 25 entries. Gold went to Ruse Brewing, fresh hop about that time. Silver went to Breakside Brewery for What Fresh Beast. I believe that's like three times in a row that beer is meddled. Uh, And bronze went to a brewery that I never drink. 
But I always feel like lands on these fresh hop lists, and I kick myself every time for that, and that's Sasquatch Brewing with Mouth Pillow Hazy IPA. Oh. Not a big hazy drinker, but I feel like Sasquatch gets a medal in this category every year. It's funny because isn't Mouth Pillow like one of their regular hazy IPAs too? I think so, too? yeah. I, I recognize the can art. It's like the fake teeth, the fake ta- chattering mm-hmm. teeth. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Um, okay, cool. And then, I haven't had any of those. So Yeah, and then the American IPA and Pale Ale category, there were 66 entries, so by far by far the most. In fact, more than the other two combined. Uh, gold goes to Breakside Brewery for Fresh Hop Wanderlust IPA. Silver is Breakside Brewery's Fresh Hop India Golden Ale, otherwise known as IGA. I did not have that. I thought that was really excellent. It's a double IPA, but it's a lighter body double. I mean, I'm going to drink Wanderlust till the end of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bronze went to Three Creeks Brewing uh, for their Cone Liquor Fresh Hop. Ooh, yeah, that I didn't see that anywhere. I didn't see it either, so it must have been a draft-only thing. <clears throat> Which is funny because I know they package a ton of stuff. Maybe we just missed it or maybe they didn't package it. It's possible. But I've had that beer over the years and I've always thought that was solid. So kudos to Three Creeks on that. And then the other Fresh Hop beer uh, I think is going to be really interesting to us. Uh, Fresh Hop Sterling Pills from Breakside wins gold. Silver is Zoigel House Fresh Hop Zoigel Kolsch. Which I had. Which you did have. Yes. And I remember last year, the October Fresh one, and we were like, yep, told ya, we know that beer is bomb. <laughs> and then you were like, I just had the Kolsch, and it was really good. Well, your palate, your palate wins, Mike. Hooray! On that one. And then bronze goes to our great friends at Bear Lake Brewing for their Fresh Hop Pioneer ESB. Ah, which was delightful. Yes, yes. Drink. Uh, drink and congrats yeah so congrats to all those guys and uh you know fresh hop season i think when awards come out can uh we can call that in the books yeah i had like i said i saw a couple more on the shelves this week which i hadn't seen i mean look if there's another one that i've seen it this weekend I'll, i'm gonna pick it up even yep. if fresh hop season's over yeah but, I'm, uh, I'm reaching the end of my rope yeah i mean yeah but we've been having it for a month or so yeah month and, and a half that's maybe. the best part about it it shows up you go crazy about it and then you kind of say I'm Thanks. done. See ya. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into the winter beers here. Bring me the stouts. Let's go. Yeah, I do want to share some unfortunate news though. It looks like the bike bar on Williams from Hopworks, which has been there for a very long time, and I have great friends uh, that used to work there back in the day that now work at other places. But that that place is closed on Williams permanently uh, as COVID, you know, takes another one. That is unfortunate. There's a cool little spot. I've never been there. I've I've been to the one on Powell a lot, but Mm -hmm. never been to the bike bar. Cool little spot to just kind of swing in. And, you know, I mean, it makes sense to call it the bike bar because it's right there on that Williams bike lane, which is terror, terror, terror induced anxiety to me when I think about it, because the cars do not acknowledge the bikes Mm -hmm. and the bikes don't really acknowledge the cars. And so I'm always. Thus is the problem in our fair city. Yes, that thus I am terrified that something terrible is going to happen in front of me or to me or around me but you're not in a bike on a bike no inside but I, of a bike. no but i'm still scared inside my two-ton vehicle <laughs> some bicyclist like i'll take this pickup truck on this thing is ratty and it's like no 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 no. i will drive you over like please be aware i am watching you too <laughs> i am aware that yes. you are here sir yes, please please be aware that i am here as well um all right well there's uh there's our week in beer yep and we uh we've been sipping on this first one, the fizz. The fizz from our mutual friend. You said it's a Kell Pilsner. It's a Keller Pilsner. Keller Pilsner, which basically just kind of says that it's kind of unfiltered. Um, it's kind of the. Uh, it's more of a Keller. I think you know, in talking with some people over the years, Keller is more of a process than an actual style. Gotcha. Um, what does it say on the side of the can? Any any descriptors for let's us? Let's see. They began in twenty twelve. Derp 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 derp. 
Nope. Nope. With gratitude. Cheers. You know what? You know what, guys? You got it. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I'm enjoying this beer. It's a light, refreshing, crisp Pilsner. And I'm not getting... I really, I'm still struggling with my palate with these styles of beers mm-hmm. because I know that it's a lot less about the flavors and, as we learned last week, a lot more about the process that goes into yep, it. Yep. Um, thank you to Kevin Davey for coming in last week. If you missed last week's episode, that listen was a fun to it. One. It was a fun one. Um, I'm, I'm just having... I'm just having trouble discerning anything really unique. It's just solid. It's a nice, drinkable, easy beer. Crushable. That's kind of how I feel. It's a little... I wish it were a little drier. Yeah, it's a little bit light in the body, too. I wish there was a little bit more mouthfeel. What is the opposite of dry when it comes to beer? I know, but that's so (laughs) weird. Moist. Yeah, yeah, but it's like... (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like this like savory like coating. I don't want to say like... It's like like sweet. Almost. Yeah, yeah, that not that like coating of your palate like a like chocolate will do, but I don't know. It, it's a little wet for me, if that makes First sense. First time a male has ever said that. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I maybe not wet. I would say it's it's like a different kind of sweet because mm-hmm. there's sweet that comes from artificial sweeteners. There's sweet that comes from you know chocolate or other vanilla added to a coffee, and then there's just this, which is it's just sweet. Yeah. Dry or sweet? I feel like that's I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I wish I got a little more malt malt body off this. Excuse me. You know, I could use a little more breadiness, a little more crackery. Just something in the middle. Yeah, just something a little. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think I'm missing it. Is the middle? Could the mouth use a feel little, is a little bit light, <clears throat> is what I yeah, said. Yeah, could use a little oomph to it. But it's still a great, refreshing, crushable beer. And I was just excited to be able to, you know, grab a beer from uh, not the state of Oregon or Washington. From our mutual friend, our mutual friend. Yes. Yes. I, I enjoyed their place too. It's a small little spot. I forget the name of that street where there's a bunch of breweries. Yeah, but it's kind of right there. Like ratios, right there. Epic is down the street Epic from there. Epic is down the street. Um, Bierstadt's not too far from there. It's uh, kind of like their own little beer community. It's not far from uh, Coors Field. No, it's very close. That's to there. what I would really die to see if we ever get baseball in this town. Is like, give me three breweries that are ten blocks away from the stadium, and if they put it down there in Terminal Three or Terminal Two. Yes, sure. Uh, I mean, terminal. I mean, you've got you've got down there. You've got Sasquatch, Great Notion, Breakside, and Hammer and Stitch just opened up uh, down there as well. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Ben Dobler just opened that spot. He's former uh, Laurelwood and Widmer. Okay, and they the names of their beers are the Lager and the IPA. Ooh, I believe is what I was. That makes me happy. Yeah, inside. Yeah, so. Hopefully we can get down there and check that out. But I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, that would be so rad to just have this sort of like culture area, but not right next to the stadium. Otherwise it's just a madhouse. Like Breckenridge, I think Breckenridge Brewery, which is now purchased, I believe AB and Bev. I could be wrong if it's not, it's Miller Coors. Um, But they're a big boy now. That is literally catty corner from the stadium. Yeah. And that place is probably insane. And then up the street is uh, Great Divide. And I bet before Rocky's games... The place is nuts. Although the, maybe not. Maybe everybody wants that Coors Light. Oh, I don't know. Denver likes their craft beer, I think. I, I mean, they definitely do. But do the baseball fans? I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. You're going to get a cheaper pint at Breckenridge than when you go into the ballpark and have to pay $15 for that same pint. Yeah, that's true. So go pregame a little bit and then go walk into the stadium. Yeah, that's true. And look at you know, and look at us with the Timbers. And even the... I don't, I'm not going to say the Blazers, but... 
with us with the Timbers, I mean, that is craft brew culture. Yes. They've got like what the two different yeah, double craft post. beer only. They've got double posts and the Axon Roads. And I still think they have, I mean, who knows what it's going to look like when the place opens up again. And I still think they have the, the Fort George spot where you can get, you know, 16 ounce plastic cups of Vortex at 7.8. Mm. That I know right. people love to do. Meanwhile, well, of course, because it's getting you hammered really fast. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'll take that free Pilsner, please. <laughs> 4.8%. Yes, I would love that. I can have more of that. They're always like, do you want the 16 or the 20 ounce? I'm like, come on. Like, what do we look like? Give me eight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a small boy. Yeah. sir. I you, can't handle my liquor. Sir, you can only co- carry four. I'm like, shows you. <laughs> Don't tell me how many I can carry. <laughs> Have you seen me on a Friday night? Yeah. <laughs> I can carry more than four. By the way, Timber's playing well right now. Yes, they are. Shout out to those guys. Another win against the Earthquakes the other day. I hate those guys so much, too. <laughs> it's because of Wondolowski. I'll just never forget him. All right. I'm just well, like, die. Not really, because that's mean, but... Ah. <laughs> I wish you discomfort. Yes. Mildly. I wish every time you touch the ball, you get depossessed. Dispossessed. <laughs> there you go depossessed i want you when you go home to have to run to the bathroom <laughs> discomfort <laughs> all right what's uh what's beer number two in front of us here in our interactive tasting room don't forget if you did buy these beers and are drinking them along with us let us know what you think instagram.com slash beers on us yeah we've had some cool things some of you guys out there have like literally given us you know like the rjs of the world i think taylor's done it too i mean this is taylor's kind of brainchild for us uh, have basically kind of broken down all these beers for us, and that's really fun for us to read um, because it lets us kind of know where your guys' palates lie. And, and where we are failing you. And where we are failing you. So <laughs> so please, by all means. Uh, the next beer we've got, um, I'm really excited for this. The can um, art reminds me of the Jersey Shore already. Okay. Um, I'm really excited for this. They were, I think they had three beers from this brewery, which I actually... I've got some inside dirt on it a while ago without really knowing. So there is the former Toffee Club on Hawthorne, Hawthorne in like 8th, something like that, inner southeast. That was a big English pub that was a diehard Tottenham Hotspur spot. Okay. So um, you could go there and you could order English breakfasts and they always had English style beers on draft. Um, and then you could watch soccer games. It was exclusively a Tottenham bar, but they would play other games, World Cup, stuff like that. Really fun place to go, get there early. Well, unfortunately, they closed. But it was like a really big spot. Well, I was there one time, and I heard these guys talking. And I was kind of eavesdropping, but trying not to. And they were talking about how they were planning on opening a brewery in the backspace. That used to be another brewery. Um, Started with an S, but I can't remember what it is. It, It didn't last long. It was more of a nano brewery. So when Toffee Club closed, they kind of just put all their resources into this, and this brewery is called Away Days. Away Days. Away oh, days. I think I have seen some beers on the shelf from them. I had mm-hmm. never heard of them, though. Yep, they are a Portland brewery, and I kind of heard these guys talking about it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I mean, the, you, you guys are English-style fans, so I expect you to make kind of English traditional beers, you know, maybe low-carb, maybe do some cask stuff. Who knows? Definitely things they want to pair with English breakfast, and this is before Toffee closed. Anyway, so in front of us, we have their bus stop bitter um, Ooh, from Away okay. Days. So basically, I'm very excited about this Yeah, now. basically, it's their English-style bitter. Um, I, I love the style. We both do. Um, and I'm really hoping for somebody that uh, is so entranced and, and fixated on English-style beers. I'm, I'm excited to see how this Well, I'll be curious, out. because I feel like when I first moved here, 
I had an idea of what an ESB was, and it it was very different from what I had here. I'm curious if this is going to be different than some of the very Americanized ESBs, if they're making it in kind of a more traditional British way. Because I feel like they've been maltier than I would expect. When I hear the word bitter, I don't think of a malt-forward beer. I think of, you know, bitterness, hops, yeah. dry. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of the ESBs we've had, that's not been the case. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree a lot with that, is ESBs, anytime you have the word bitter, it, I think, is an immediate turnoff for people. It scares people. It scares people. It's like, you know, I've seen this work in front of house with beer for years and years. You know, you put, you put uh, like, petrol on that, and people are like, I don't want to taste gasoline. You're like, no, 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 it's fine, I promise. Or it's like I've had alt beers that have been described as kind of like a damp basement. And it's like, oh, that sounds disgusting. It's like, no, 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 no. We mean that in a good way. And I I would hope we're getting to a point where the term bitter can be understood because this isn't the late 2000s, early 2010s. The the, the hop wars, the bitter race is, is over. But there is a time and place for bitterness. And as Kevin, we talked with Kevin last week, the term really is more perceived bitterness. Because you want that flavor, but you don't right. want to, like, wreck your palate sort right. of thing. Well, this beer is fascinating to yeah. me. Um, it's a touch of haze to it, which I kind of like. The The star of this beer is the back end of the, of the sip. The lingering taste on your palate? Wow. I've never had an ESB that's finished like this. It is delightful. It makes me want to go back for more. Um, the rest of the sip frankly pales in comparison to the finish that's not necessarily a bad thing i just think the finish is so pronounced that it kind of dominates the flavor but it's interesting it's like a very bready almost like toffee caramely toffee well i, I said that because you <laughs> called it the toffee club but it kind of put that flavor in my head um it's just lingering and it, it i like it a lot yeah i wonder i'm wondering if there is some rye character in this Possible. I think that's what I'm getting. And, and the nose is really unique for an ESP too. And it's very pronounced. Um the 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 character at the end, whatever that is. Yeah, that that toffee caramel. I think it's I think it's rye. That could be that could be me. You might be right. Um I can't say I've had an ESP that tastes like this. No, me neither. And I'd be It's malty, so it's like some of the ESPs sure, sure. you've had, but it's not as bitter nope. as you would think. I don't the, think it finishes as dry as you would normally think. But it's it slowly dries. Yes. As you keep going. I can agree with that. I don't the nose is unique to me too. And maybe it, if it's rye, maybe that's it. There's something in the nose that I have not smelled in a beer really before. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's just unique. I like this though a lot. It's not it's not exactly an ESP that I would expect, but that's fine. Because I was curious to see if they would do it any differently. If they're if they are truly a more traditional English style brewery mm -hmm. slash pub, this is fascinating to me. It's really good. I like it. Yeah, I'd love to have this with like eggs and sausage and beans. The English breakfast. Yeah, some toast. English breakfasts are weird. It is weird. Why I, do you want beans on toast? I don't know. I, I never put them on the toast. I, well, just I mean, but you see like the pictures of it. Yeah, like, like they just pour the beans on like the bread. Pork and beans. Yeah, you know, but on the bread. Yeah. Um, when I was, what is that? when I was 11, my parents took us, took me and my sister to England, uh, for like, uh, two weeks around Christmas time. And I became obsessed with English breakfast. Mm. I, I went to London. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, I want to eat this every day. 
I went to London as a kid as well with my parents when I was in sixth or seventh grade. And I don't remember being fascinated by the English breakfast. I love the fish and chips, obviously. Duh. It was, uh, it was very, very fun. That's a duh. And I remember having venison sausage at a place there that was delightful. Yeah. Um, I don't remember having a lot of breakfast there, though. We also went to afternoon tea. Mm. And they give you this, like, eight-tiered thing full of little sandwiches and snacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fat kid in me, because I was fat. I was like, oh, look at all that. I don't care about the tea. Look at the food. Yeah, I don't think we ever did tea time. And I think it's because... My parents were more coffee drinkers than tea drinkers, so having tea at four was kind of to them. Like, huh? <laughs> Plus, I'm 11, my sister's nine turning 10, mm-hmm. and it's like, my sister had a birthday in England. That's interesting. It's kind of rad. Yeah. Her birthday's two days before Christmas. So you get, is that good or bad? I think it's bad. Mm. I think on the surface it's great. Because you get a lot of presents? Yeah, and then, then you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Wait, so I, I, basically you're like, I blew everything in two days. Yeah. Basically, now, now I have to wait 11 months so I can get things again. Yeah, yeah, damn it. And I'm in June, so I'm like right in that sweet spot, middle life. Yep, yeah. All right, shout out to my sister. Let's take a quick break and we'll do the other three beers on the other side and we'll pick our favorite from the five. Again, let us know your, your tasting notes and thoughts on these beers. Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can send us a DM there. And we're not necessarily drinking all of the beers, so feel no. free to press pause and hang out. Don't, don't keep up with us. Uh, yes. But keep up with us. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll be back. Beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. All right. Welcome back in. Beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. I'm going to throw this here because I know we're just going to do it in the same segment, but Beer of the Week time. I didn't want to lose it because I'm. we're not going to break and then do it you just like saying that. I do. Okay. It's become my thing on the podcast. It, it's okay. I enjoy it. We got things on the radio, you know, little it's, things we like to say. Yes. I, I don't blame you. I like. I, for some reason, that just started like really early. I started doing that and it just kind of stuck. I like it. All right. Beer number three is one that I actually have had and I'm curious to see how it tastes in can form because I had it on draft. The third beer is the Montevilla Brewworks Red Crush with a K. It's a Northwest Red Ale. Now, I debated on whether or not to do this before the IPA or not, because um, we do have an IPA coming up next. That's probably right. It's more mild. But yeah. I kind of went with this just because I didn't, I mean, I wasn't sure. When you say Northwest Red Ale, I assume there's a decent amount of hop character to it. But knowing the next beer coming up, the Stormbreaker West Coast IPA, I figured that might be a little more hop aggressive. So I thought a malt character might be nice to have first. I had this I'm really b- big on this impact on palate. Yes. Thing. Uh, I think it's important. I think it's important. I think especially too. if you're having multiple beers to order them out. Like um, the last beer we're going to have, if we did that first, it's like adios to every other beer. Right. Okay. So full disclosure, I had this beer once before. It was on draft. I went to Dick's Primal Burger over on Woodstock and uh, they had like four beers there. Mm-hmm. This was one. I was like, oh, cool. Montevilla. I've been liking a lot of their beers for the most part. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure. I didn't love it on draft. Okay. I did not love it on draft. Um, to me, it's not really a red. There's not enough bitterness to it. It's a very kind of sweet, like desserty kind of beer to me. And I was very curious to see how it would taste in can versus draft. You know, you never know draft if it's a sure, clean line sure. or if it's an older keg or whatever. Um, so I'm curious to see what this tastes like. But I did not love <clears throat> it off can, the draft. Can you remember when you had that? I had that. Over a month ago? No. 
It was two or three weekends ago. Two or three weekends ago. Because this can was canned, this beer was canned on September 21st. Okay. So Which was, is about... Just less than 30 days. That's about when I had it, I think. Let's see. But that's also... Where did you have it? I had it at Dick's Primal Burger. That's a really quick turnaround for a small brewery that I believe... Well, they self-distro. I'm just wondering I was if, on Southeast Woodstock, so it's not too <clears throat> far from where they are. I just wonder if... Like they had that keg sitting around and it's like a previous batch. Could be. Anyway. Um, but yeah, trying any can will be interesting. I did not love it because I feel like it's mislabeled as a Northwest Red. Okay. I don't know how better to label it other than it's it's sweeter than that. And maybe it's more in the amber realm. It's kind of got a, or at least on draft, it's kind of like a sweet, caramely, really malt heavy, a little bready to it which does not really scream northwest red to me did you not like it because you felt it was mislabeled or because you didn't like the flavor a little bit of both okay because um, i've done that before i've had a beer and been like i hate this beer it's it's this is not a, a hellas or whatever it is but in reality the beer is fine it's just mislabeled well i'll be curious to see, i'll let you go first because i've, I've already tasted it and had it so i, I kind of know what i'm getting into here or at least i think i do um but i'll, I'll see what you say because to me this is not really a Northwest red. Well, it smells like toffee. Yes. It is very bitter. You think so? I do think so. Um, I don't get a lot of the bitterness. It's very bitter. And I get like... There's a really big sweetness at the end. I don't care for this beer. I think it tastes... It tastes... It tastes kind of like an ashtray. Oh. I'm not getting that necessarily. I find it really bitter. I get a touch of smoke to it, and yeah, it does not sit on my palate really well. I think this beer is really bitter. I, I'm I'm not getting a lot of the bitterness. I mean, I, maybe I see a little bit at the back end. There's like a big dryness yeah. that kind of rises up. To me, it's just overly sweet. To me, it's too much of that toffee at the back the end. The nose smells like it's going to be sweet, yeah. but I think the nose and the flavor are kind of different, at least yeah. for me. So that's a, and it's not really a Northwest Red Ale, then, right? Am I kind of am I kind of correct in guessing that Northwest Red is kind of kind of mislabeling it, or did they just try to make it Northwest by adding bitterness, but it's not fitting in the same palette? I think it's a red. I just think it's a miss on recipe level. Okay. Unless there's something going on with this beer that we don't know about that they were going for. Well, like we had that happen once before with right. that uh, sticky hands oh, thing. The the, 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 the the sticky or sticky from uh, Trapdoor. Yeah, but it was beer. actually a style that we hadn't heard of before. Yeah, it was like a bigger bigger bodied form of alt beer, like an export alt beer. So like when, they, when we read about that, it was like, oh. Oh, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I've liked a lot of what Montevilla's got going on, but this one... Not loving it. Yeah, this Northwest Red Ale is a hop extravaganza. Orange citrus hop flavors intertwined with a malty, bittersweet chocolate body. Chocolate body. Balanced by aromas of spice, dank herb, and fresh pine. I'm getting, I gotta say, I'm getting very little of the descriptive flavors there. The chocolate one is interesting to me. That may be the sweetness that's kind of I think overpowering I, I think it. I taste that, but it's coming to me as more smoky. Yeah, I think that's just overpowering. I'm not getting a lot of orange. I'm not getting a lot of pine. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of citrus. I'm glad they said chocolate on there because that's the flavor that I'm like, this doesn't belong in a red. So when they say that, okay, I see what you're going for at least. I do taste the chocolatey. I, that's what I was calling the toffee. Right. But I, I taste the chocolate in the middle. But yeah, don't love it. All right. Do not love. Moving on. First two beers, quite good. Moving on. 
Uh, the next beer in our tasting interactive room. Wait, stop. Interactive. Reverse that. Shout out to Missy Gene, Elliott. Gene Wilder. <laughs> You're like Missy Elliott, and I'm like Gene Wilder, and we both pause and look at each other. Like those are very different references. Those are very different references. <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, and I'm talking, about, talking about the about, song. Yeah. I forgot about Link that. Now song. flipping in reverse. Yeah. I forgot that. The great yeah. Missy Elliott. Great Missy Elliott. That's fat Missy Elliott too, right? <laughs> right, isn't it? That's pretty uh, skinny Missy. I don't think that's fat Missy yet. Oh. I think it's like pre-fat, pre-skinny. Like pre-pre-skinny. Oh, okay. I think. Because she was large and then became small. But she was small. And then became large and then became small. I think. Okay. It was from that like Missy That's understood album. Shit. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, what do we got? There's a waffle on the cover. There is a waffle on the cover of this. This is Stormbreaker Brewing's Screenbreaker West Coast IPA in collab with Screen Door, the breakfast joint. I do love me some Screen Door. For their chicken and waffles and two and a half hour wait outside while it's pouring rain. Um, I have have (laughs) done that. The most classic Portland brunch spot you can find. I have done that wait a couple of times. The food is worth it. It is delightful. It is very good. Uh, their their special bacon appetizer, I forget what they call it. It's like candied with like nuts and stuff. Oh my god! And I've never had chicken and waffles there because I don't really like waffles that much. Uh, but I get a bunch of other. I've tried a bunch of other things on their menu, and they're delightful. See, and my funny thing is that I love fried chicken and I love waffles, but uh, I I am not into that. Uh, you hate them together. Yeah, I'm not into the the togetherness of it. I don't know what it is. Like the concept of syrup on fried chicken to me is just not my thing. Mm. I've had chicken and waffles before, and every time I'm like, "Can I have an extra little side plate?" And they're like, "Oh sure," assuming I want to share. And I'm just like, "Chicken here." <laughs> it's like, why did you order this then? <laughs> chicken here. This is why. Yeah, because I want to put peanut butter and syrup on my waffles, and then I want to get down on that fried chicken. Mm. I just don't like waffles. You like pancakes? I was going to say, you know they're like the same thing, but different shapes. I like French toast. <clears throat> Ooh. I think pancakes are overrated. With some challah bread? Sure. Yeah. You speak That's to the, the Jew good. in me. That's yes. good. That's the good I stuff. I mean, I just man. like French toast in general, but um, yeah. My dad used to make French toast. French toast, number time. one. Pancakes, number two. Waffles, number nine. Man, I don't know what I am. I'm probably waffles, one. Boo. Waffles, one. French toast two, pancakes three. I don't know. It's tough to say, man. It depends on the mood. It's not tough. It's easy. I My just girlfriend said it. got me a waffle maker for Christmas last year. It's like the coolest thing ever. I love it. I <laughs> that would be the worst waffles. gift for me. I'd be like, great. I know. I even think I was like, man, I like waffles. I really wish I had a waffle maker. And she was like writing that down. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> All right. And then I opened it and I was like, how'd you know? This is totally what I want. <laughs> what does this can say? Because uh, okay. already the smell is unique it says west coast ipa dry hopped with citra mosaic and simcoe this collaboration with the world famous screen door pairs perfectly with fried chicken and waffles 6.4 percent ipa ipa whoa whoa sierra that a pale ale this beer is not at all what i expected it to be it says screen breaker canned on one nine two two zero two zero none of that makes sense what to me. one nine two two zero two zero so there's a 2020 in there yeah but before that is one nine two so, January ninety second, or the nineteenth <laughs> month on the second. <laughs> what is the nineteenth? Or is it month? British and it's two nineteen, and this is nine hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> two nineteen twenty twenty. This beer sucks, man. <laughs> I haven't even tasted it, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. Um, 
Whoa. This is a, this is not giving me anything that I expected. Now they say it pairs well with chicken and waffles. So is there a flavor in here that's supposed to pair well with chicken and waffles? Question. Uh, Serious question. Yeah, I think I taste it. What is it? Butter. Mm. A lot of butter. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. I get it on the nose. I get it in the body. Um, is that intentionally done for the pairing? Then? I, I highly doubt that. Okay. Um, knowing these three hops. I'm getting none of the three hops. If it was a little, oof, if it was, oh, I hate doing this. Um, if it was a little like some New Zealand Southern Hemisphere, I could understand that flavor profile as that can come across as a little falsity. Um, but I, I think this, I think this beer is rough. I kind of agree. Yeah. This is, um, um, I'm disappointed to be honest with you. Yeah. The, the, cause the, I like the collab idea a lot. Um, but right off the nose, I went, I'm not sure what's going to happen with this beer. Yeah. The aroma is tough. The aroma is tough. The flavor's better than the aroma. Um, that's debatable to me. I feel bad. I don't like doing this. I don't, I don't like, like I don't, I don't like, like being bad about beers, but sometimes I don't like doing this either. But sometimes. Yeah, I think. And we like the Stormbreaker guys. And yeah. we like the beer that they make usually. Yeah. And it's just like this is a miss. Yeah. Um, I really want to know how old it is for that reason. Yeah, what is that date on the can, please? <laughs> yeah, but um it said new arrival. So I was hoping I assumed it was fresh. It's probably fresh. Yeah, I'm not into this beer. I'm not into this beer in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's 0-9-2-2020, so it's September 2nd is probably when it was canned. Which isn't bad. It's 45 days. Mm-hmm. Should be well within, but things are definitely going to creep up after 45 days if you have flaws. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not the best. Not the best, but I've got enough in my glass that uh, I've got to kill it because I'm really looking forward to the next beer. I know. What is the... What is the the term for butter popcorn flavor? It's diacinol. That's diacinol. Mm-hmm. Which basically means your yeast, which eats at the VDK, which eats at the proteins that create the diacetyl. And when you don't have healthy yeast and it dies, it stops eating at that. And so then that flavor becomes prominent. Gotcha. So you're saying it's a it's a yeast problem? It is a yeast problem. So it's more because remember, yeast is a living organism. It has less to do with like the recipe and more just to do with the quality of the product, like the actual like yeast product. It it has everything to do with yeast health in the sense of, yeah. Ye- so in all of these other beers we have drank, now I didn't taste any uh, like dead yeast characteristics, which usually f- comes in the form of VDK, which creates what we know as diastole. Even in the Montevilla, which we didn't love, there were no off flavors and it. it just wasn't- I didn't like the recipe. Up, up our alley. Yeah, and and so what happens is, is you have an unhealthy yeast regimen, whether it was unhealthy going in or became unstable while fermenting. Um, these are things that a lot of people taste as they go through. And I don't know exactly how you fix it once you realize in the middle of fermentation. It's um, probably tough when you're doing collab too. But these guys aren't a brewery. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying if you're doing a collab with someone and maybe you find in the middle that it's not exactly what you wanted to, you know, want it to be, but there's expectations, maybe there's a pressure to keep pushing pushing on. I don't know. Yeah, but you put your name on it. Yeah. Again, is it 
meant to be intentional. Mm-mm. You don't think so? I don't think anyone would ever intentionally make a beer taste like this. Okay. And if so, it's a bad recipe flaw. Makes sense. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the final beer. You're very excited. <clears throat> yes. Is it a dark beer? It is a dark beer. That's exciting for <clears throat> me. Yes. It's a small can. It is a small can. This is from the Brewing Project. Um, Which is what? Crap! I already forgot where they're from. You want to look it up? Yeah, you. Look is it, it up. not on the can? It's like not most on the normal can. cans. Yeah, you look it up because I forget. They're not local. They come in from day one. Our good friend Robbie, uh, Wisconsin. Yes, they're from Wisconsin. Okay. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. You found it before I did. Yeah, I know. I just actually looked. Reading the can? I like looked and was like, no, it's not here and gave up. <laughs> uh, the Brewing Project have put a ton of stuff in town, mostly uh, mostly like IPAs and hazy IPAs and stuff like that. But I gravitated towards this because I was looking for new dark beers. And this is PB Attack Imperial Stout. It's a malt Ooh. beverage. With cocoa nibs, chocolate, peanut butter, and my least favorite part about it, and natural peanut flavoring. Ah, yes. My least favorite thing. But I thought it would be really fun to taste because it could give us a nice little kind of sweet desserty. Kind of I, I do love me some peanut butter imperial stouts. And I love peanut butter. Who, well, I was going to say who doesn't. I know some people are allergic to peanuts. But yeah, the ones that kills them. If uh, if you're not into peanut butter and you can have peanut oh. butter, what's wrong with you? Jeez. Is it dark? Coming out like mud. <laughs> Let's go. I love that color. Coming out like mud. The fizz. Oh my God. The bubbles fizz like soda. It's like sticky like mud too. Mm-hmm. The bubbles came out like, listen, can you listen? I have no idea. If that's no, for me, up. it's like fizzing out like soda. It is. It's very fizzy. I'm, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you pour a Pepsi into yeah, a glass. If you're, if you're drinking it along with us, listen to it. It's very fizzy. I don't know if my mic picked it up at all. Hello, but... hello. <laughs> um, all right. This is a dark beer, Mike. The can is very cool too. It's like a little Rick and Morty esque. Yeah, like kind of just like cartoon characters. A little Adventure Time. Yeah, it's like little like peanut butter cupcakes chasing somebody. <laughs> ah! Oh, this smells good. My stout pants are tight. <laughs> I get big chocolate. Big yes. chocolate. Yas, queen. Cocoa nibs and the chocolate are coming through. I don't get a lot of peanut butter in the nose. But you're going to get it in uh, the yeah, taste. Yeah, I figured I'd get it in the taste, but I really... Wow. I don't... I'm I'm a little worried about that, like, soda carbonation well, kind of thing we just saw. The it, carbonation dies pretty quick because it's a very thick beer. Mm-hmm. I took one sip. You will like everything until the back of the palate. Okay. Because that's where some of the artificial flavors kind of come in a little uh, bit. okay. It kind of sticks out. An, but, in- an interesting thing, when I was opening it... The pressure on it was pretty high. Like, I could feel it that even though, you know, there's always that little bit of space in mm-hmm. a can, I could feel that this was going to, like, yeah, sort of thing. Right. And I had to kind of, like, dig my finger under the uh, under the top. Well, this is a very peanut buttery, chocolatey sip. It is delightful. The back end's a little artificial. I'm not so afraid of that taste because I like just the sweetness and the, and the strength of these beers. Um so I don't I don't mind it so much, but I know some people who don't like that artificial flavor probably won't love it. But the actual flavor in the beginning, ooh, that is a chocolate peanut butter cupcake to a T. I think I want a little more peanut butter. You want more? I think so. I think it kind of comes through really quickly right on the front of the sip, though. 
Yeah, I think it does, but it kind of dies off. I think this beer is so chocolate cocoa nib dominant. And I would even say more cocoa nibs because I can get that. Like cocoa nibs, kind of like coffee, can give you this. And this is one of those terms that I'm actually going to use it in a positive light. Can give you some of that like chalky dryness. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of that. I'm not getting that at all. Interesting. Yeah, I'm getting... I think the peanut butter is enough. I think peanut butter is a very overwhelming flavor. Mm -hmm. And I think if you put too much in, it muddles everything else. Kind of like vanilla. Yes. Vanilla is the same way. I feel coffee is kind of similar, too, in some of these beers. If you yeah. put too much coffee, everything else gets blown to smithereens. Well, especially because we're not coffee drinkers. Well, I am. Oh, you are. I just don't Oh, but want... you don't like them in... I don't like coffee in my stouts, no. Right. Um, You're I... fine with the normal malt characteristic of coffee, but you don't want... The super strong coffee Yeah, you flavor. don't want, like, infused coffee. Um... I think the peanut butter is just enough to balance the chocolates and the cocoa nibs, the chocolate in the cocoa nibs, um, because it is a very strong flavor. I get maybe a little chalkiness at the end. I kind of see where you're coming from with that, but mm -hmm. it's not overpowering me. I think this is really good. And it's kind of warm already. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of naturally unbubbles warm, which is sometimes how you're supposed to drink these beers. Definitely. I mean, I think the average person would say to drink an Imperial Stout at about, I don't know, 48 to 54 degrees. The only two negatives criticisms a little too syrupy in terms yeah. of literal consistency it's really thick and a little too artificial at the end you don't need the natural peanut flavors like let the actual ingredients speak yeah. for themselves i know sometimes breweries will do this I i've noticed this in some of the great notion beers i've noticed this in some of the brewery with the u yeah they do the really strong stouts mm -hmm. they really want that flavor to be the star, whatever they're going for, mm -hmm. like cinnamon toast crunch, or like they have a like a theme to the beer, right? Where they put the artificial flavor in to make it hit that. It hits it, right? You taste it and you're like, that's cinnamon toast crunch. But it's artificial and you know it's artificial. When you drink most beers, there's almost no artificial flavor. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a trick, like a negative trick where you're like, ooh, this does taste like that, but and you're like, but I know beer doesn't naturally taste like this. You can make a great peanut butter chocolate stout without adding natural flavors. I see what you're saying. So I do defer to you when it comes to these things. A little too syrupy and a little too artificial at the end. Otherwise, I think it's really good. I enjoy it. I enjoy the flavor profile. Just let the ingredients speak for themselves. And if you're struggling with the formula <clears throat> or the recipe and you need the artificial flavors, then keep tweaking the recipe. Yeah. Or just make it less flavorful. Add, add more peanut butter to it. Sure. Maybe instead of whatever this natural flavor is. I mean, you don't... A peanut butter chocolate stout doesn't need to be a Reese's cup. Right. It's a beer. Right. Right. You still want to taste beer. That's the difference between this and a pastry stout. Yes. Or maybe not this. Would you say this is a little more pastry? It is a little more pastry. Okay. Th those the Which might be why I am not like super into it. The the brewery with you. Yeah. Where is, is that California? They're California, yeah. They do a ton of these types of beers mm -hmm. and I really enjoy them because they're interesting. But it's that it's it's too much. Give me a little bit of the malt and barley. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't have any of that here. It's just the chocolate and peanut butter flavor. Gotcha. You still want to know you're drinking beer. Well, I'm drinking it because I like beer. Right, right. This is great for someone who doesn't like beer but likes Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. Because it just tastes like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. And it'll get you drunk. It will. And it's imperial. Can you see the ABV on it? Uh, I'll look. I was glad it was a short can. Looking. 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 It has to. It's illegal or not. I mean, I don't see it, but... Well, that is against TTB. It's on there somewhere, maybe. I don't see it, sir. Is this can't do it, Captain? <laughs> I don't have the power. I don't. I don't know. Huh. Let me take a shot. At this. 
You turn the not, can not in circles that, and find nothing. Not that I don't trust you, Mike, but I feel like it's. I mean, one of those you looked and didn't find Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So that is true. Um, so yeah, I would say nope, no ABV. It's good flavor. That's fla- illegal. It's good flavor, but it's a little bit too artificial. That's my hot take. Okay, so what's our beer of the week? I think it's pretty obvious for me. It's the Away Days ESB. Yeah, Mike, I'm not going to lie. I don't really like any of these beers. You're not loving any of them? Mm-mm. Mm. I will stick with you and say, yeah, I'll stick with you and say the Away Days is my favorite beer of this. Next time, I'll pick the Interactive Tasting Room. Okay. You've done the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go to my marketed choice because it's convenient for me. Yeah. And um, we'll see if I have any more luck. I had a little bit of struggle with this one, <clears throat> and only because... I will say this only because I don't, it's not that I don't like any of these breweries. You know, I was excited to try Away Days. I was excited to get a, a, a Montevilla beer. You know, I've known these Stormbreaker guys for a while, our mutual friend and outside. But I, I struggled in just in terms of selection mm-hmm. of like my options. I felt a little cornered in the sense of there wasn't really... It might have just been the timing of it. Yeah, I think it's the timing. And honestly, I think this is something going forward post Fresh Hop that is worth keeping an eye on. Is, you know, I was talking, I was talking with my buddy Todd up at Cerveza, and I I said this and he kind of called me out and asked me, Well, what do you mean? What are you looking for? And I didn't have a good answer, so it's not the best thing, but I'll just share it with you guys. I wonder how many new options we're gonna see in the short term. I think everybody kind of was like, like fresh hop, fresh hop, and now it's kind of like, can I just relax for a minute? You know, and so I'm wondering, you know, because I mean, the same stuff's still out there. I can go grab a Hedral and Pilsner if I want. I can go get a free IPA if I want. But uh, but I'm curious what kind of variations we're going to see going forward. Okay. Well, in the short term. Next time we do this, I'll grab the beers. Cool. And um, we'll see if I have any more luck. I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. I think in some cases, this is, again, it's something that we've fallen into as a trap before is you see something you've seen before and you instantly dismiss it. Right. Oh, well, that's not new. I'm not going to look at that. Yeah. Maybe it's not even something you've had before, Mm -hmm. but you've seen it and you're like, well, I'll skip. And I worked really hard on this one because I was like, I would not buy any of these beers. Right. Normally. Um, Yeah. I would buy two or three of these beers Mm -hmm. just on like a, oh, let's try this. Let's try this kind of thing. Yeah. I would have bought the ESB. I would have bought the stout, obviously. And I probably would have tried the fizz. You probably would have bought the red had you not had it before. I don't think I would have. Really? Yeah. I think I've kind of, since this podcast has started, my. You like the malt, but the red style is not as much your thing anymore. I just don't really go go for it. Okay. Like I know if I'm going to get a red, I'm going to get an IRA from Double Mountain. Holla. I had that two weeks ago. Shout out. It was still great. Yeah. I went to the one over on Woodstock because I was helping my friends yeah, move to remember, their house over there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, went over there and got a hop line and I got a, a, a IRA. Still great. Okay. So I think I, I think I just kind of have settled on my like favorite red and I'm just like, that's it. Fair enough. Because a lot of the reds I've had recently have been... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. All right. My palate has changed, my friend. As as of all of ours. Uh, yes, that is true. I don't drink Breakside beer all day, any day, every day anymore. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, I can. That's true. I don't have a job. I can do whatever I want. Right. But you're <laughs> not just getting the beer now. This is correct. This is correct. <laughs> now it's going to start costing you money. Yes. Although uh, they have a new Hellas down at Slabtown that I really want to try. Shocker. Um, 
Well, hopefully you guys found a couple of these beers that you did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked a couple of them. Patrick, not so much a fan. Uh, apologies for the for the two that had some off flavors. If you guys really didn't enjoy them, apologies for the for the money lost on that. But, uh, but hey, this is that's kind of it's a risk you take sometimes. Yep. You know, yep. You never know. Uh, let us know what you think. Instagram.com slash beers on us. Personal pages at Mike Lynch twenty seven on Twitter. Patrick's at P Diddy zero eight five on Instagram. We'll be back next week with a quick hit episode. Patrick's going to be out of town. Yep. But I will call him on the cellular phone that we that I we do possess. Uh, we have technology. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, he will be at the tail end of his trip to Glacier National Park in yeah. Montana. Yep. And Spokane and other places. I'm going to be, uh, you're going to catch me next week in the middle of my trip because I'm gone for 13 days. Uh, but I will have, yeah, I will have hit Missoula, Glacier, Spokane. And maybe Leavenworth. And maybe Leavenworth. And I, I plan on doing some beer drinking in Missoula and Spokane, so maybe we can report back on there, and I'll grab some stuff and I think we'll do bring them back for you for the okay, whether for this podcast or for personal. Okay, so I, we'll do a quick hit, and then maybe the next week we'll do a Montana Spokane episode. Gee, we haven't done an, an area episode in a while, sure, and and maybe maybe Spokane might be the best because I'm not sure what I'm getting into in Missoula, but I know what I'm getting into in Spokane. Okay, um, but whatever works. Also, GABF results will come out this weekend. Uh, you're listening to this on Thursday. Saturday night is GABF results. So maybe we can do a quick run through the state of Oregon and our friends in Washington and, and see, how, see okay. how it's stacked up. Sounds good. That's next week. Quick hit with Patrick over the phone. And uh, subscribe, rate, review wherever you find us and download. It helps. And we'll see you guys next week. God T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.